Well, hello. Welcome to our first episode of Dissecting Success. I'm Blair Kaplan-Venables. And I'm Teresa Lambert, and I'm so excited this is finally happening. We've been dissecting success on each other's patios, coffee shops, FaceTime, text messages, phones, emails for years. So we thought, hey, let's start a podcast. So without further ado, we are here to begin dissecting success with you. Ever wonder what success actually means? How do you get it? And how do you keep it? We all want it, yet sometimes it feels only some of us get to have it. Hi, Teresa and Blair here. We are two badass entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, coaches, and business mentors who have had success, felt success, questioned our own success, and reclaimed it. Let's be real for a hot minute. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride, and many of us have started to wonder if they'll lose the things that made them successful. So we got curious, raw and real, about what success is truly about. Can you put it in a box? How can you get it? Can people take it away, or are you the one with the power? Does it mean the same to all of us, or are we the ones that create it? From PGA golf pros to doctors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual mentors, we get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success for vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the app store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. So Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert back here to talk about dissecting success. Um, How's it going, Teresa? It's great. You know, it's great. And it's really funny as we approaching bit, we're approaching business. I was going to say as we're approaching Christmas and by the way, miss, uh, miss talking is one of my genius, um, skills (laughs) as we're approaching Christmas. I've been thinking a lot about, can you put success in a box? Yeah. Like, can you like, I mean, can you put success in a box and wrap it up and put a little bow on it and put it under the tree? Like, wouldn't that be nice? Hey, for Christmas, I'd like some success, please. Dear Santa, bring me success. Love, Blair. I mean, that wouldn't fly. I'm Jewish. Santa doesn't visit me. <laughs> but like, can you put success in a box? Like what? Like everyone we've talked to so far on the podcast and out of the podcast just sees success as something different. Right. And like lately, Lately, what does success mean to you? You've been doing a lot of really great things, a lot of creating. You told me the other day that you're making candles. You did a really beautiful photo shoot. Um, you know, you're in this process of creating and like people are buying into your programs. And like, so what is success to you right now? Like what is indicating if you've achieved it? You know, really, it's a feeling. It's a feeling of pure contentment and joy and actually just being me. Like that is it, because I think that, you know, that even with this idea of putting success in a box, right? Like we try and put ourselves in boxes and we put labels on things and, and, you know, we want it all to be shiny and pretty, but really none of it has any meaning if we don't feel it in the moment. And so this whole idea of feeling in the moment and doing things that connect me to myself, that connect me to joy you know, that might sound cheesy to some people, but seriously, like how awesome is that? 
Right? Like, like I can feel it. Not just like, see it. It's like there's a cur- uh, sorry, I interrupted because what I think I'm hearing from you is that success isn't a badge of honor. It's a feeling inside of you. And there's a direct correlation between happiness and success right now for you. Yeah, to me there is. But I think too, you know, if we want to put success in a box, then we've got to build the box ourselves, right? Like we can put success in a box, but what are you going to put in the box that defines that success is in it? You know what? I I don't even want my, I don't want success in a box. Santa, I take back my letter. (laughs) I mean, by the time you guys listen to this, it's probably well into the new year and I can't wait to see what the future holds. So, but I think success can't be put in a box because it means so many different things on so many different levels to so many different people. Like if something's broken, like for example, today, my mouse ran out of batteries. I tried to fix it. And eventually I just left in the rain went to the gas station, bought some really expensive double A batteries, put them in and literally had that feeling of ah, success. I can keep doing what I'm doing. Right. But then there's, okay, I just published a book. And I became a best-selling author success. Oh, I just landed this client success. And there's all these little, you know, like dopamine and adrenaline put like rushes when I have that achievement, but different, like feeling like, oh, I can be productive now. My batteries, um, sorry, my remotes work, um, not my remote. Well, it's kind of a remote, my mouse, (laughs) my mouse is working and like, you know, landing a client. They're all things that relate to happiness. I mean, some people might not want to work. They might be like, oh, it's dead, a day off. Yay. But like putting success in a box I think the box needs to be malleable. Maybe it's a gift bag. (laughs) I like it being a gift bag. I mean, the thing is too, right? Like, I think that, you know, this whole idea around success, right? And us being able to create success, right? I think, you know, that's sort of where for me, it's like, if we could create success, then maybe we could put it in a box. But if you say, okay, well, success comes naturally when you are at, you know, when you are in those moments where you're like, yes, right? Like those, yes, the mouse works again. Yes, I made myself a green smoothie this morning. Yes, I worked out. Yes, I landed a client, right? Like, yes, I made candles. Then it's like, it just comes, right? Like you didn't, you weren't focused on the success. You weren't focused on creating the success. It's a result of you going all in and showing up. And Wait, maybe we should even go a little deeper, Teresa. Like, what is success? See, that is such a hard question to answer, isn't it? Right. Because we go back to what you said earlier and, and what's coming out of this whole, you know, dissecting success podcast is that success is something different to every single one of us, to all of us. So it's what like this- is it? It's like, it's like this, like Narnia, this place of elation that there's many roads to, right? Many doors to this portal, this universe, this, this place and different levels of feelings happen because success of my remote working. I keep saying remote. I guess I just want to watch TV. The success (laughs) of my mouse working (laughs) and my remote, like no one wants the remote to not work. TVs don't have buttons these days, but like the success of having your mouse working and the success of landing like a six figure client, different goals were achieved there, but still that elated feeling. So like is 
success is obviously in relation to a goal. Like, is it like the feeling you have when you achieve a goal? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's such a valid question, right? What is success? Because it's such a hard, you know, thing to even define, right? Because as you just said, we use the word, you know, success related to such different goals, right? And it's so personalized, but, you know, I think success is really rooted in you, right? Like it, it's really deeply rooted in ourselves. So maybe in itself, what is success? We are success if we choose to see it. Ooh, I like that. We are success. Mm. We are all successful. It's about how we execute and perceive. It's about how we navigate the feelings. Yeah. And there's like, I think there's feeling successful and being successful. Are those two things the same? Well, I think that if you're, you know, feeling successful, then the being successful is accessible, right? Because if I don't feel successful, then does it really matter what goal I can achieve? Will that change, right? Like if I don't feel successful, can I truly be successful? So I think, therefore I am. I think, therefore I am, yes. And so I don't think success belongs in a box. No, it doesn't. (laughs) As much as I would like Santa to bring me a box of success. I mean, it doesn't sound so bad, you know? Yeah, (laughs) But no, no, it does not belong in a box. And you can't box it in neither. So can you gift people like just, you know, like on this box theme, I just keep picturing like the gift emoji. Can you give people, can you gift people success? Can you give people success? Can you take away people's success? Or are you only in control of your own success and you have no control over anyone else's? See, that's more what I believe. I believe that we are in control of our own success only. So we are the ones that choose if we are successful, right? And if we choose that we're not successful, I think the only time that someone, you know, someone taking away your success, other things, you know, things that happen, I think that is again, right? Like when we change our perspective and we almost give our power away, right? Like giving your success away because someone else, right, has taken it. It's like, but if success is a feeling and you are successful, if if I sit here and I'm like, I am successful, then really no one can take that away from me. Nothing right. can take that away from me. Right. And I think that's important for the listeners and viewers to understand, like, you are in control of your own success because you're defining what success is to you. So you can't use other people as a scapegoat when you don't achieve your goal because it's your job to reach that destination. Yeah. It's your job to achieve that success. Like you have the GPS to your success embedded in you. Yeah, I just yes. made it up. Yeah. You have to GPS embedded in you to success. I love it. <laughs> the GPS to success. <laughs> Maybe that's what this episode is going to be called. <laughs> the GPS to success. It wouldn't be so bad. You know, you it's know like, I, mean? I think it's true though. Cause you follow your intuition. Like you set goals, you follow your intuition. Sometimes it leads you down a dark path and then you have to pivot, which is part of your lessons learned. And we all go through that. And along the way you have little milestones that you succeed at 
And then those little goals achieve one bigger goal, right? Like let's talk about, this has nothing to do with business, but let's talk about fitness. Maybe your goal is to run a marathon. By the way, I don't run. So (laughs) this is not my example, but you know, maybe you don't run. So you start by running, going for walks and running for five minutes. And then you work your way up to 10 minutes, then 15. And eventually you're running the length of what the marathon or the race would be. And, but the thing is along the way, you're celebrating like, wow, today I ran five minutes. And then next week you're celebrating, wow, I did 10 minutes. And you're celebrating those little milestones of success to achieve that bigger goal of success. And it all comes together as like one big feeling of, you know, achievement. But I think it's important to acknowledge those little wins too. Oh, I think it's so important because it's all little steps, right? Like I think too, that's, you know, so much what we're talking about in our podcast is that, you know, you can't label success, right? It's not about the money. It's not about the title. It's not about, you know, the achievement, but rather the journey, right? So if we feel successful along the way, then every time you are, you know, hitting 5k, 6k, 10k, 20k, you know, 30k, and then the 42k, is it for full marathon? Geez, I don't know. I only run for the bus and I haven't even done that in a long time. (laughs) But it's the journey, right? Like if we feel successful along the way, as we're preparing for this achievement, right? This, this goal, this one, you know, cornerstone that we use to continue to fuel the fire of success that's already within us, then, you know, how much more powerful is that? So, you know what I was just thinking about, and I actually was just out for a walk with a girlfriend and we were talking about like being hard on ourselves, how we're all very hard on ourselves. And you feel like, you know, like, am I good enough? And Teresa, when I first met you, you and I um, did a coaching session together and you had me make a brag bank. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that I'm someone who's always chasing the next high of success. Like I wrote a book, became a best-selling author. Now what's next? Instead of basking in that glory and I'm trying to slow down so I can feel that feeling of success and marinate in it. But then when I'm feeling not so like, I'm like, oh, like down on, you know, down in the dumps um, or like hard on myself in a business sense, I pull out this thing you had me create called a brag bank. And I think we should maybe talk about the brag bank because I've even used it with some of my clients, obviously giving you credit. And it's, I talked about it this morning with my friend, cause we were talking about being hard on ourselves, even though we're accomplished women. And I think that's a really great keepsake for success. That's not in a box, but on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine's actually in my pineapple behind me. <laughs> Literally. This yeah. pineapple vase, And it has like well, let's let's talk about it. it. Let's talk about yeah. what's a brag bank. Okay, so brag bank is is basically it's you sitting down and literally taking some time, like putting some music, like getting a vibe, and write down all the things that you have accomplished over your lifetime. Everything, everything, everything. everything As like everything. when I was twelve, I had a bat mitzvah that went yeah. on. Like it doesn't freaking matter, right? Like we make it complicated, right? And and we label it. But if you don't label it, you get to put everything in there, right? Like put everything like, in there. Like what are you I proud of? Island when I was twenty, like awesome. Yeah. Go in the brag bank, right? Like like I lived in Greece. I could speak Hebrew. I. What? Got married, really proud of that. I, yeah. Anything to go in the brag bank. University, I didn't. 
But the thing is, it could be little things too. Like I mastered making tiramisu. I did not do that. But like, if I did, I'd put it on the list. I made candles in 2020. My own candles. Like you made the cans or you canned? The candles. Oh, candles. Candles. Like you also can. (laughs) I've never made a can, but maybe that could be next. So what I did was I put this brag bank on my phone, in the notes section on my phone and my computer and my iPad. And when I'm feeling kind of blah and I need to remind myself that I am a powerhouse and I am successful and not, you know, an imposter because imposter syndrome is a whole nother thing that we're probably going to talk about later on in this series. I pull out my brag bank. And so I challenge you listeners to pull out a piece of paper, pull out a notebook, open up word, go to Google Docs, you know, get a stone in a what's it called? a chisel (laughs) and start writing out a brag bank. Like, what are you proud of that you've accomplished? And it could be the little things like I cut out coffee and that's a big thing actually. Um, But it can be anything at all you're proud of that you've always done. And I thought it was going to be a hard exercise, but there are so many things that I've done that I'm proud of. And you know what? You can't put success in a box, but you can definitely put it in a list and you can pull that list out when you're feeling not successful. I totally agree. And, you know, um, unlike you, I found it difficult to write a brag bank. And I think that, you know, there's many of us that that struggle to allow us to go there. But it's about starting, right? Because once I started writing, then it was like a floodgate opened. And I was like, oh, and I've done this and I've done that. And like, and uh, actually, you just reminded me that there have a few things need to go in my success pineapple, um, my brag bank that I keep inside my pineapple. And that's like things like, you know, publishing a book and becoming a bestseller. And like, those were some milestones. And we share those in 2020. Why don't I read you some stuff on my brag bank and you pull out your pineapple and why don't we wrap up this episode with some things that we are proud of. I love, love that it. you have a brag pineapple, <laughs> your pineapple of success. Okay. Yes. So let's talk about, let me, uh, so this list, I made this July. Oh no, this, I updated it in July last. Um, I helped Sun Ice and AUR Golf get onto social media. I helped a client get on Dragon's Den. I built and launched the Whistler Transit Twitter communications program. It was a pilot that was then implemented across all BC. I was a president of my BNI chapter. Ooh. I accidentally ended up on a poster for the Canucks fan club in 2019. A cartoon version of myself was jumping in the air, wearing a fanny pack all around Vancouver. Um, I'm on the board of directors for the Pemberton chamber of commerce. I wrote a book and became a best-selling author. I had a bat mitzvah. I speak Hebrew. Um, I created the I am resilient project and there's a whole, one more. That's kind of funny. I imported cigar box purses from New York when I was 18 and sold them in the mall. Oh, fun, fun fact. But like, you know, my, my list, like one of them is I became an Avon lady at age 12. Don't, that's a whole nother story, but like I, I sold that. makeup at age 12 so I can afford lipstick. So I think this list is awesome. Cause I forget about these things. Like I don't wake up and be like, all yeah. right, I sold lipstick at age 12. And so create a list, open up something and write down the things you're proud of. And then when you remember it, like now Teresa's probably writing it as we speak, like became a best-selling author and yeah well that's definitely one that goes in my pineapple what's it like i haven't pulled all these out in a while show me show let you read 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 some stuff from the pineapple well here you go i'm a badass business leader who was recognized for my accomplishments in the profiles of excellence publication and nominated for wendy mcdonald's award for women to watch 
that's with the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. That was pretty fucking awesome. Oh, I swore. Sorry. Oops. <laughs> um, here, I became a GM at age 29 with no hotel management degree. Boom. Take it, people. You don't need to Anything's go to school. Possible. To, Anything's to possible. Anything's possible. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is a good one because it might not fall into your usual box. I allow myself to have spaciousness and I create it consciously. Ooh. I put that in my success bank. I like it. I like yeah. it. So, so let's do one more. Let's like randomly pull one out. Let's see what she pulls out. I like that they're all individually on cards. That's way more organized. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like she's more about the experience where I'm more about the quick access. <laughs> we already had I need it on the fly when I'm feeling down in the dumps but before a meeting or something, you know? <laughs> All right. So one, grand, one I more. I turned around a struggling company and operations in five years and more than doubled company revenues. So that's probably why people should hire you to work with them as their coach, because you know how to do some epic stuff. I do know how to do some epic stuff, but you know what I do know best what? is to really help people tap in and understand that their power and their potential comes from here like comes from your heart comes from your center right like this whole idea of feeling successful if you step into that tell me what you can't do like let's go there tell me what you can't do exactly you, you can definitely fill a pineapple full of awesome shit you've accomplished um can our listeners purchase a Teresa pineapple are those for sale my god you can buy them I, I'm gonna find out where and I'm gonna let you know because I bought it in a local store at 122 West. So uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, to wrap things up, no friends, you cannot put success in a box, but you can put it in a pineapple. <laughs> yes. So that's the answer. So no, it doesn't go in a box. You can't get it under the Christmas tree. You can't give it to someone or take it away, but you can in fact put it in a pineapple. And or on your phone. Yeah, or on your phone. So with that, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Dissecting Success. Listening to Teresa and I ramble on about our thoughts. It's been a slice. It's been a slice of pineapple. It's been a slice of pineapple. Peace out. Peace. That's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more.